It's so nice to meet you. Likewise. Just listening to, you, to your most recent record, which is really great. Thank you. I like it a lot. I was just showing some friends because they're like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is who I'm talking to. She's a really <laughs> good singer. Thank you. Do you play any instruments on this album? I, I do not. I just, own a guitar. That's about it. You just own? <laughs> I own a couple guitars. A couple? <laughs> I feel like that's a big understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like guitar. Um just singing though on yes. the record yeah. and writing the songs mm-hmm. that's wonderful mm-hmm. and how long have you been doing that for uh not very long at all uh, really <laughs> yeah i mean uh when it comes to singing i have been singing all my life i guess i just love music and so i've always sung along to songs and things like that okay um but i also like was in like church choir and did choir in school for a couple years and i was in an a spoken word organization in college so I did that for a little bit so I've been in music I guess technically for a very long time but um like more professionally um like maybe a little over a year oh wow yeah that's remarkable (laughs) because the record sounds great you sound great thank you you definitely have some background with speaking or singing because I was like there's no way you could sound that good if it's just like, ah, I'm just going to see if I could do this thing called music. Yeah, no, no, not that. But it, I guess it's been like cooking over over the years, but never, never like seriously. Yeah, until now. What made you want to do it seriously now? Um, I really feel like, I don't know, I just got like a, a push from God, I guess, because I, um, this kind of started um, like pandemic mm-hmm. um, times. And so like I... I guess like a lot of things changed, not like drastically, but like that's when I first locked my hair and then I started to get more into like the creative things that I really want to do. You say um, locked your hair? My locks, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I started getting into music maybe like, it was probably maybe like May-ish of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and the producer who worked on my project, I worked with him for the entire project and so he kind of like, started me into like making music mm-hmm. um but yeah I, that's yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> and w- anything in particular motivate you to want to go for it um i i guess i wanted to create music at some point i didn't know when that would have been and i guess that was m- when i originally thought of it, it was more so just like for myself i guess mm-hmm. um yeah but i, I since i always have a love for music and I can sing <laughs> yeah. I was like you know I would love to do that one day but I didn't I didn't think that I thought I would take it so like seriously yeah yeah and I'm starting to get into that more serious mode now right I saw your your show at Cole's yeah on July 2nd with yes, yes. Soul Dial I, yes. I would say they're playing DZ Fest actually. I know I saw I saw on the poster I was like yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah you should come for free that weekend it's I, good. I will try to make it's gonna be really sure. fun um how many shows have you been playing or did you play before or like during the pandemic in any um, way no i no definitely thing. had covid anxiety so when it came to like open mics and stuff like that i've done like a couple but like it wasn't a lot yeah. because i was just you know open mics and everybody going onto the same you know mic on the same stage then with like short period of time just made me a little anxious but mm-hmm. um, i'm starting to get out of that for sure yeah um, you're here right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've, I've done a couple open mics, um, and I've done like a 
I wouldn't say shows, like full-blown shows, but I've done like a couple of songs where I'm like the sole performer um, at Gallery Kishar, this is a place that I, you know, work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done a couple shows there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's the extent of my career. Not, not many. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. Um, like if I showed someone that record, what is the name of the record? Cycles. Cycles. Mm-hmm. And if I showed someone that, they'd be like, oh, this person sounds like they've been playing their whole life. And <laughs> Thank you. That's interesting. And have you been getting good feedback from it? I have, yeah. yeah. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. And just a lot of, like, I feel like good conversations have come out of making that album. Like, since then, I feel like I've had a lot of good conversations with people about music and just, like, life in general and, like, um, my development as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people's, like see a lot in like my ability you know yeah yeah yeah. and are there other creative avenues you go down in life besides being a musician i'm a graphic designer Mm. so i've been doing i went to school for graphic design oh nice what what university or school um i went to u of i oh cool yeah and so i i started in like my sophomore year of high school um i went to lane tech for high school and um my mother actually introduced me to graphic design um and then I started taking classes in high school, kept going the entire um, three years, the sophomore to senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, loved my teacher. She was amazing. Um, and so she kind of, like, sparked that, like, desire to do design for mm-hmm. me. Um, so, yeah, I went to college for it. And um, I have my own business now. So there's that. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the name of the business? Uh, Mega Graphics Design. Okay. Yeah. So graphic design, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. any other things? Um, I am getting into modeling. Okay. That is, that is an active (laughs) pursuit. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a lot more difficult than people might think, you know? Yes. I have found myself talking to a lot of models recently. I don't know how. And yeah, I keep realizing how much harder it is. Even just the act of doing it, the, the, the intention behind it, the posing, like, it's almost like acting where... Mm. someone like yeah how could you like just pretend to be something else it's like yeah how hard to be the model you just sit there and pose like do you know how bad people are at taking photos like really bad <laughs> like okay and they get all ready and there's like right and, and then like, you that's see the picture not and it's like how what? you like when you look at a model be themselves and then pose it's like they changed into a person mm-hmm. a million miles away it's like a completely different personality yeah. persona so it takes the it's this weird headspace to get into it to like look a certain way and apart mm-hmm. do certain poses that accentuate certain features of the clothes or your body it's a little bit more than what people would think and it seems like modern day modeling if we're not talking about like victoria's secret like people always go to that yeah it's like people model like the clothes we're wearing right now right exactly for like every company right exactly and you just have to have like some type of unique natural pose to yourself and it's not always based on like the size of your breast or butt, like in a female situation. Right. Like what people would think of. It, right. It's not always based on these features. It's sometimes based on maybe just your height, your skin complexion, the way your face might be looking with the clothes, like hair. There's yeah. so many factors, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been learning about it? Um, I like really just started. So I guess my interest in it came, I guess, from social media a little bit just because I have done self self-portrait photography mm-hmm. um so i've i don't know just i okay so being a graphic designer i love photo editing 
Um, and then like actually taking photos is just like, I don't know, it's a fun, fun process. Um, so I guess I've more recently been learning about like being an actual, you know, like model and like learning about the different like um, poses and like the intention behind all of what you're doing, you know. Um, so I guess I'm getting more into like the hardcore I- ideologies behind it mm-hmm. more than just like, oh, I have I like a, I like my outfit. So let me, you know, take pictures, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's mostly what I'm learning. I'm just trying to get more deep into it. And what is, what has drawn you to modeling? So I used to be a dancer. Um, I used to do ballet. Um, And so I think it is kind of like dance in the sense that it requires movement. And you have to be, like like you said, intentional behind your movement. But um, it's... it's, I mean, I feel like it's kind of performative in a sense. And I like that energy, but not... It is not, like, actively performative. It's kind of, like, more passive in a sense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that's like the main thing that drew me to it is like that motion. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Modeling gets a strange rep in pop (laughs) culture, you know, like, oh, just a model. You were just (laughs) born with, it's so easy. You're just born with good genes. It's like, (laughs) again, that's, I think that's the old school way of thinking about what what a supermodel. I think it's like supermodel Mm -hmm. things, you know, not modeling of just clothes or, you know, fashion wear people wear. Mm -hmm. So modeling and dance, do you, do you still do ballet or any type of dance? Not actively, but I really want to get back into dance. I mm-hmm. just, you know, haven't got the time yet. It's such a great exercise. It is. You know? That's really, <laughs> I really, in, like, I like working out, um, but I really want to get back into dance for that reason specifically because I, because it doesn't feel like working out, you know? Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. feels like creating, so, yeah. Right. I understand. I, I like to hike a lot, and mm-hmm. when you do it with people, when you take in nature, after five miles, you you worked out, but you don't realize it. You're like, oh, we just like right. hung out. It's yeah. very passive, and it just happens. And that's what's fun about doing like a group hike. Um, so any reason why you haven't gone into playing music since you like to sing and obviously listen to music? Probably mm-hmm. even do a little bit of uh, your mind going into the production. Maybe mm-hmm. not a traditional producer, but anybody who sings and writes songs tends to have a little bit of producer in them, mm-hmm. just by design. So any reason why you haven't? decided to play music at all um just no, isn't not your thing? any particular reason i i took um guitar lessons when i was in in high school and then it, it just kind of like faded you know yeah so i think it's more so of a time commitment than anything i would like to learn how to play an instrument but yeah i think it's more so just time commitment because mm-hmm. it's a lot <laughs> yeah it is it is it's yeah. it's a fun hobby but it, it is time consuming especially like to get started out mm-hmm. and really get your muscle memory and your fingers strong and get it under you know control once you do that like anything else it starts to get easier and you right. start to learn faster as you do it um but it's fun i think anything musical i think everyone should try in some way if it's singing that works too I personally don't sing well or can't <laughs> sing well at all, but I record a lot of musicians, so I hear a lot of different voices, and yeah. I have such an appreciation for singing and what it takes, the the practice, the, the care of your voice, especially a lot of touring musicians. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work on your voice. It's it's underrated how much work it is to like keep your voice at a good level to sing yeah. night in, night out, over and over again, especially traveling 
jet lag, different food, different water, mm-hmm. all these things that are factors on yeah. someone's body and voice, you know? People who just play an instrument, they don't understand. Where they might understand it is when they travel and they complain about, like, how the moisture or humidity messed with their guitar neck. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine what it's doing to, like, someone's body and voice. Yeah, you know? that's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you mentioned earlier before we recorded, you're from Chicago and you've been around different, different spots. Yes. Have some of the neighborhoods and upbringings, like what have those influences been for you being in Chicago, such a musical city? It is. Historically speaking and active now in music. Um, I would argue one of the best in the world for music mm-hmm. as far as all the genres that come from here or start here, all the people. You get a lot of new musicians every year because of all the universities mm-hmm. and institutions that, that bring in 18, 19-year-old fresh minds ready to be creative. And I kind of like that it's not as cutthroat as like New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. So you kind of yeah, get a yeah. little bit more wholesome. Yeah. You know? What, do you, what What has been, what have been some of your biggest influences while being in Chicago, growing up here? Mm. <laughs> I feel like... Um I don't know that I've necessarily been, like, drastically influenced by, like, neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and I guess this is not specific to Chicago, but I do think that dance really um, influenced me and, like, how I grew up in general. I think it's very um, structured. Mm-hmm. And I think that I learned a lot of, like, structure and like being able to be an organized person and like um then also learning how to be a creative person and like being free in that and stuff like that I think dance has been a very good I think it's a very good place to start like a very good place to like ground you you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah when it comes to like Chicago specifics um I didn't really get much into the music scene until I got back from college. Mm. And that's because I was dancing from 3 to 18. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I was, like, always in dance practice and stuff like that. So I never really got that much into music um, in the in the city. But when I got back from Chicago, I, had, I, met, I made a friend through another friend. Um, and then he kind of introduced me to all of the different, like, music scenes and... and um, different open mics and things like that and it kind of just blossomed from there so I mean I guess currently um like my biggest influence is I guess more so like the open mics and that happened in the city um just because I've you know been able to experience so many beautiful like voices so many beautiful instruments um love live music you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I get I think what I've mostly gotten is just like the experience and just being able to be around so many dope artists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a city just riddled with artists. Yeah. Like, and no one just does one thing. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> no. Like I know somebody who like will play guitar and, and do photography and do videography and like, you know, like all these yeah. different things. You almost, it's almost a byproduct of being an artist. Like you have to do at least three th- three things <laughs> because you can't make a living just doing one right or two right <laughs> so, so maybe three maybe four maybe five but i also think it's a, a product of being a curious and creative person and mm-hmm. you can't help but well you realize how adjacent a lot of these things are they're mm-hmm. similar like i like playing guitar and i like music so i got into like 
all the things that are instrument-based within music and mm -hmm. composing it. But I also like to record it because I like music and playing guitar and I want to capture it. But in recording, I also like listening to it and understanding how it all works and teaching it. Yeah. But that's also like what this podcast is. Like these are microphones. I know how to do the audio and video because I like doing the audio and video for bands and music. I can mm -hmm. also do it here. So it's I wouldn't have gotten to doing a podcast if I didn't already like music. Yeah, like they're, yeah. they're, 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 they start to intertwine production of some kind. Yeah. Um, and you realize how many avenues you can go into, which is really great about it, but it gets a little exhausting trying to <laughs> juggle a bunch. Like, what do you pick? It? And if, what would you pick? If someone's like, we will pay you to do this for a career, which one would you pick out of the things you do? It mm -hmm. could be dance, it could be graphic design, it could be singing and performing music. I think just like immediate reaction would be design because I think that it is the least fluctuating when it comes to like you know being consistent and like having a stable pay or what have you mm -hmm. uh yeah <laughs> just design yeah and what is it about design like what draws you design to design I... oh that's a question um <laughs> I... <laughs> I really enjoy i don't know i really enjoy colors i really enjoy patterns i really enjoy the like scientific like mathematical side behind design um i don't know i've always been drawn to like design like when i was younger i used to be into like or like my one of my mother's friends used to call me uh like mega fashion because <laughs> i used to really be into fashion and i still am but yeah so like that's a nice jacket thank you it's <laughs> technically a shirt so that's a shirt <laughs> yeah it's a thick shirt i know i couldn't wear that as a shirt I have. It works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've always been into design. I, I can't really pinpoint anything that will like be like, this is why. I think that I didn't know that I was into like graphic design specifically until mm -hmm. I was introduced to it because I didn't really know that it existed until I was introduced. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just like the place where it like culminates and like, you know, sits and that's like the place that I've chosen to express that side because it's not like I'm not into fashion design necessarily. I wouldn't, I don't think I would want to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Graphic design is like a great place because I guess that's where my like introverted side can sit and, you know, be calm and, and be able to still create and like do things for other people and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Do you find it therapeutic? The, the act of be. doing it? Yeah, when when I'm, like, actually in it, you know, and, like, trying to figure out what works best, mm -hmm. yes. Um, I guess sometimes leading up to it, if it's, like, a stressful project or something like that, cannot be fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but when I'm actually in it, yes, I, I, love, I love design. And in, in the design world, do you prefer someone giving you projects to do, or do you prefer coming up with your own original ideas? I prefer receiving projects really yeah interesting yeah i i think it's interesting too because i <laughs> when it comes to music like i can it's it's more easy for me to like i guess be expressive in that sense but when it comes to design i feel like that's my place to like help other people oh, okay yeah got it yeah interesting so you like to help do you like to help other people in other ways or is it i in general like want to help people in creative ways, mm. in, in whatever way. So, like, somebody... I was just um, 
helping a friend with um, their project that they're working on, music project. And mm -hmm. so I was just helping with that. And um, I've like taken pictures for people sometimes, not not professionally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've taken, taken photos for people. I've done designs for people, stuff like that. So I really have a mind to um, be creative for other creatives. Interesting. Yeah. You almost like to be a vessel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I feel the same way. <laughs> That's why I do this. Like, yeah. For a vessel for you in this moment, you know, for people to hear you and your story. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's it's always fun to just reach out to random people who don't know you. Like, you want to try this? Right. You know, not everyone brings, you know, their mom <laughs> <laughs> All right. to, ins to inspect. Yeah, you know, just got to make sure. You know, people have, like... I when especially when I ask a woman who's never met me, yeah, people have brought like their boyfriends or maybe a weapon, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. I'm like, hey, it's okay, like this place is safe, but I understand. Yeah, I don't blame anybody. I I usually laugh at them like it's funny. <laughs> it's a very harmless place, um, and so you you do dance, mm -hmm. ballet. You said mm -hmm. now, how does one get in the ballet? I'm I'm fascinated by ballet. I know nothing about ballet. Um. Okay. I okay. So I started. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> so I I'm pretty sure I started when I was three. That's like the earliest that I can remember. Yeah. Um. And I was in a more so of like a competition ish type space. Um. I don't remember the depths of it because like I was really young. But um. To what I can remember, I was in a um, group that was started in my church mm -hmm. and then um, we learned like ballet tap I I believe we did hip hop and things of that nature don't know the depths of it I really don't yeah. remember um, but I do remember like all the costumes that we had to wear and like some of the songs that that, um, that we like danced to mm -hmm. um, and then I believe around like seven or so I transferred to the place that I was at until I was 18 Mm. And that's where I got like really into like ballet. Um, how did I get into it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just you always did it. Yeah, like, well, like I think, your parents put you in it. I think that's what happened. I was just like put into it, and, and then it just continued. And then because of that discipline and that like commitment to it, I just mm -hmm. kept going. Um, but yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Any long term effects on your legs or feet? From um, that? no, I, I didn't have any like big medical issues. I'm very grateful for that. Cause I know a lot of people have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just from being on your toes. Mm -hmm. So why, why does this art form still have that when it's been proven to be so harsh on people's bodies? Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is beautiful, but it's so destructive to people's feet. Yeah. But I mean, anything that you love is destructive. Oh, you think so? I think so, because <laughs> I think that we, you know, age and, you know, whatever it is that you continuously use, it's going to age along with, you know, the yeah. process. So, I mean, and I don't mean destructive in a bad way. I guess right. I, I guess Okay, because there's certain things that definitely <laughs> hurt, hurt you a lot more than yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean that, um, like, even like when it comes to singing, for example, like it takes a lot to keep up your voice, but eventually, you're, you know, your voice is going to not be as strong as it, you know, was originally, you know. So that's, I guess, 
when I say that, I just mean the process of reusing certain things mm-hmm. on your, you know, body. It will eventually, like, and when I when it comes to design, I have to be on the computer all the time, you know, mm-hmm. my hands. So, like, I, my hands hurt sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but then it's like, what are you, what are you willing to commit to, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's the beauty. Do you work from home? Yeah. Yeah, so you probably have come to hone in on this this discipline of like learning how to take breaks, maybe angle your computer certain ways, mm-hmm. stand up, exercise, do stuff in between. Because mm-hmm. like the classic office of like sitting for six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours straight, and just, yeah. just clicking and just sitting there <laughs> like that. It's, it's weird. terrible. Yeah, it's terrible for your back, your posture, your eyes, your neck. Every, your mind, your body, everything. And mm-hmm. lately I've been just stacking books really high so my laptop screen is really, like, so I'm, like, looking up at it. <laughs> and it's been helping my neck and really? back. Yeah. Okay. It looks hilarious. It looks really goofy. It's, like, a weird hodgepodge of books just, like, going up. Yeah. But it works really well. I've noticed a better posture. My neck doesn't hurt anymore. I don't have as much tension in my shoulders. Okay. Because, like, doing this, you're not yeah. really designed as a human to, like, bend over and look down at stuff mm-hmm. for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. same thing with the clicking i try to change up what i do every day like breaks and do other things with my hands mm-hmm. and then go back to it but what like what's your typical day so you you do your own work mm-hmm. it's like freelance work you have your own business so you kind of just get projects from companies and people and just yeah i uh i have a lot of different things going on um but <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really like stressful and just, oh, God. It, it's not it's not stressful it's just um, I I just do a lot of different things. That's all. Because I know, like, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So I have a job that is with a fitness company. I work that like um, it's part time position. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Um, and then I also have a job at a store that is like an artistic kind of culturey type store. Um, so I do that as well. And then I also have my business. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's I a understand. lot of different things. Yeah. So just you just you're busy. Yes. You juggle. Well, thanks for finding time to of be course. here on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand the busyness. It's it's why I'm doing this at, you know, night instead of like during the day or something. Because yeah. I was editing, you know, videos that I made down here all day. Mm-hmm. Um do you find the juggling act of many different things, three different things, four different things. Do you find it to like energize you and motivate you because it switches up and you're not stuck doing just one thing all day that might drain you, but just switching the lens, mm-hmm. even if it's still work, but switching the lens almost gives some like life and, mm-hmm. and strength to what you're doing. Yeah. Kind of pushes you forward. Do you do you like that? Do you find it to be you want to drop one of them? If you could, would you? Would you want to just focus on one thing? Or do you like just being able to do a bunch of stuff? Yeah, I I find that I uh, struggle sitting down <laughs> for a long period <laughs> right. of time. So It's not for everybody. It's not. Right? You re- When you talk about it with people who are like-minded, like I think we are, mm-hmm. I get excited. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I, right. I'm like, cool. But then I, I've heard people just look at you like, no. I want like one thing to do. I want to chill. I want to like be able to get away from work, not mm. think about it. I want to. I don't want to have to figure out how to do so. I want someone to tell me what to yeah. do, and I just kind of like do it, which is fine too. I mean, there's many different personalities out there and mindsets, exactly. and you need people on the extreme ends of both. Mm-hmm. You need the you need the entrepreneur, go getter, brave pioneer, you know, groundbreaking individuals that do things, do things that help 
society in the world or inspire others. Mm-hmm. And then you do need people who are just going to not want to do that and just focus on just getting the job done and so they can do their own thing. And it could yeah. be they can go to their own hobby, sports, activities, shoot. It could be, I just want to go watch Netflix. <laughs> Whatever it is for you. Um, certainly not for me. I, I have like a guilty conscience mm-hmm. problem if I'm not doing something that can yield an outcome mm-hmm. of some type of substance some type of physical thing or time-based thing, something it, that can go back into the world and, like, amount for something, mm-hmm. I feel very bad. I feel very guilty. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing something. Okay. In general. Which is great if you're trying to be productive. Right. <laughs> it's terrible if you're trying to be a human being <laughs> and exist in society. I feel that. No, I, I think that um, being a very productive and, like, busy person is... It's self-fulfilling, but then when it comes to, like, you know, being out in the world sometimes, it's just like, okay, well, you're always busy, so, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you, I feel that. Do you find it hard um, relating to friends or people around you at your age doing all these things? Not a lot of 25-year-olds do so many things at the yeah. same time. Um, I guess not necessarily because I know a lot of artists and mm. they also do 50,000 right. things. Right, so you're in, this, you're in the right bubble. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that's good then. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I hop between bubbles, so sometimes I'll get, like, that yeah. motivation, like, oh, cool, you're doing this, wow, you're doing this, and I get inspired, right? Yeah. And then sometimes you're in a, a different place, and you're, like, get bogged down, and you're like, oh, <laughs> so I, I guess that's what we're doing, huh? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Um, so you want to, you want to stick in Chicago, this is where you want to keep doing what you do? Uh, for now, yeah. For now, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have any active aspirations to move anywhere, but I'm not opposed to, like, moving anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I I feel the same way, but then everything I do is, like, so tied here. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I leave? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could. Like, it, it's just my whole life is here. Yeah. Everything. But... I don't know, I really like this city. I, I wish that there was a little bit more nature. Mm-hmm. There's some around here. Mm-hmm. We're far enough out, but I wish there was more like mountains or desert, just something else. Lake Michigan's great. It's filthy, but it's great. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting, but it's great. It's a modern marvel to look at. You're like, this, I can't believe this is just this a lake. Like, right. This big next to some of the most beautiful architecture in the world, you know? <laughs> it's kind of remarkable. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty gross. It's, it's disgusting. I do not. I'll put my feet in the water, but that's that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I go swimming on in the like far east side, like Michigan, like literally in the state of Michigan. Okay. But near Chicago, like at the beaches around here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What neighborhoods did you like grow up in? You said you lived in a bunch of different spots. Yeah. So, um, I when I was like really really little, like firstborn, I was um on, like, the north side, like, around Navy Pier area, um, and then moved to Bronzeville, mm. and then moved to Midway, mm. and now in, like, South Loop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting spots. Those are also very different. <laughs> South Loop and Bronzeville are not too far, but yeah. Midway to there, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, Midway's not far at all from here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Bronzeville on, on um, Saturday to see a friend of mine, Thaddeus Tukes. You know him? Mm-hmm. He's a jazz, Chicago jazz musician mm-hmm. playing for the Hyde Park Jazz Festival. Oh, okay. It's cool. like a, not at the fest, but it's like a part of the lineup. Like, I think they're doing spots around the city where they play by mu- monuments and stuff. Mm-hmm. It should be cool. I said, no, if you knew who he was, but I never really, 
hung out much in Bronzeville. And South Loop I'm used to because I went to Columbia mm-hmm. for my undergrad, so I know that area really well. Yeah. Do okay. you like living in the South Loop? It's yeah, quite it's, cool. it's quite busy around yeah, there. It's 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not bad and it's not like the most amazing thing. It's not my, bumping. My for favorite you. neighborhood is Hyde Park. So Right. Hyde yeah. Park's great. It's amazing. I hang out there a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like I claim that as like my second home because that's where my dance studio was. And so I was there all the time. Why don't you move there? I want to. What's well, what's holding you back? I will eventually. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool area. I love you know, the University of Chicago area is just beautiful. It is what bums me out a lot about Chicago, as much as I love it, is how just strict these these neighborhoods are, how mm-hmm. much it just changes from wealth to poverty. Mm-hmm. It's so extreme. Yeah. And so fast. You're like, wow, this is beautiful and great in this Victorian home and <laughs> this multi-million dollar house and apartment, and then you go over three blocks. You're like, what happened? Like yeah. why is this happening? You yeah. know, what do we do about this? Um, yeah, are your family, your folks from Chicago? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, no. Okay. Sorry. I had to think about that. Okay. Well, technically, yes, but, um, my father is from Jamaica. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But he came here when he was younger, so that's why I was like, technically, yes, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Does, do you find any of that experience having a dad from Jamaica, like, influence your singing or your, or your music at all? Like, um, did you grow up with anything like that? with him around doing that showing you anything from his home from his country yeah i he i think because he was here um like younger that he would had more so like american culture but um like when it comes to my family like when i visit them um for like holidays and stuff like that um i've i guess gained some of the culture from there i wish i i do wish i had more like cultural connection yeah um but i think that I, it might influence my music a little. I definitely, when I made my album, Wanted Moment is like the more Caribbean style song that I have. And, mm-hmm. and I definitely was like, I need to make something because <laughs> Caribbean. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I love Caribbean music and I love like to dance to that. So, um, yeah, I feel like eventually I'll probably make some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's... I know it's it's always weird when you're slightly removed from a, a certain culture. Like mm-hmm. my dad is Mexican, and okay. but he just didn't really show me much of that growing mm. up here. Probably just wanted to be me to be more, you know, American mm-hmm. and fit in. But it sucks when you like it's like that close, and yeah. you just like don't have it, and it's a little too late to fully. If you don't fully grow up with it, it's hard to like just go back to it as an adult. Yeah, that spongy part of your brain <laughs> is kind of over with, yeah. and you have to like. You go into it like in an analytical way. It's like, okay, that's the country. That's what happened. You just don't take it in for what it is. You have mm-hmm. to like think about it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I, I, I'm always <laughs> jealous of people who have like, they grew up with the culture yeah. their parents are from. Yeah. And like really got it. The language, the food, the fashion, the music, the history, the the lingo, the slang, like all of it. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I wish, I wish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Your glasses, two different... Okay, so what happened was... <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so my, like, apparently this is, like, a sticker. It's, like, glued on. Oh. I don't know if it's a sticker. It's probably, like, compressed and, like, like with glue or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, the whole thing started to come off, and I was like, what is that? what is happening? Because I didn't know. Yeah. And then so I just pulled it off, and I... I still liked it, so I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> it looks cool. I mean, I Thank thought it was you. on purpose. I was like, oh, it's interesting. See, yeah, exactly. Half it's glitter, intentional. not half glitter. <laughs> Those are real glasses, right? Yes, I could tell. Yeah, those posers out there that wear glasses that aren't real. 
What it's disrespectful. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Everybody hear that? I've been going on about this for like the last 50 million episodes. I think people are tired of hearing about it. Why don't you tell the listeners why you think it's disrespectful so they can um, stop hearing it from me? I think that I understand that it is a fashion statement. I can, I I can understand that. However, for people who have to actually grow up <laughs> wearing glasses, yes. it's just like, I didn't have a choice, yes. you know? This was this was brought upon me. I know exactly. <laughs> so, I have some really extreme anal- like like analogies mm-hmm. that I think I do it to be a little obnoxious. Just like someone who needs crutches, Ooh. would you right? Would you just go around like oh, I'm gonna use crutches now? It's like because it's a tool. Yeah, these are tools. Lenses are a tool that an engineer came up with mm-hmm. to help your vision to see clearly. Mm-hmm. So to wear them for fun, when people like myself, who I'm older than you, so I, I got made fun of a lot oh. <laughs> in the 90s for wearing glasses. Just the classic nerd, dweeb, yeah. four eyes, this, that. We, like People messing with you, and now it's just like fun and like mm. hip. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, so, it just <laughs> makes me so mad. You're like, I had to go through all this pain. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's so goofy now. And people like... Invisalign, I'm like, man, I had to suffer through braces, and people use Invisalign now. I had braces. Right? But I had braces. I, I was, like, nervous about that because I had braces um, in college. Like, I started, like— Oh, wow. Like, you started late. Yeah, I started, like, literally, like, the week after I graduated That is school. nerve-wracking. Yeah. But it wasn't terrible, actually. It was hmm. fine. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, I promise. It was Except it was for the fact that it lasted, like, five years. And what? And it didn't need to—I really don't believe that it needed to last Let me see those two. Oh, wow, they look great. Okay, <laughs> it paid off. My teeth don't look that good, and I had braces. <laughs> but I stopped wearing the retainer. Do you still wear a retainer? Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I also were... have a permanent retainer, though. Well. But I, because they, they tell you, like, to wear the, yeah. like, I have, like, the Invisalign type thing <sighs> as a retainer. Yeah, you have good teeth. Thank you. Mine are jagged and messed up. Better than they used to be. The, the braces worked, but... If I, from what I know, if you don't continue to wear the retainer, they will start to shift. Yeah. A bit. They can't. They don't always stay exact. Yeah. Probably just the way your jaw and face, why they were crooked to begin with, the way you grew, mm-hmm. genetically speaking, like you can't just correct it forever. You know. Um, are you able to have contacts? I know some. Yeah. Can't, so you just you stick with the glasses though. I. It's 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 the pandemic. I got lazy. <laughs> like I'm like I don't need to wear this like in the house, you know. And then when stuff started to open back up, like I would wear them, but I got so used to wearing my glasses that it's just like I want to get more contact. Like I haven't had contacts for like maybe six or six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to get more just because I think that they are good for social situations. Um, what do you mean? Like if if going to a party or like performing or something like that, because I feel like there's I don't know <laughs> going to a party. Yeah, huh? What do you mean going to a party? Like okay, well some parties are like really hot, you know, like like steamy. Yeah, like temperature. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I've 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 experienced a couple times, like especially in, when it's like cold outside, I'll come in from the cold, and then like immediately my Foggy. glasses will fog up. That's the know? fun part, though. That's the suffering. Is you know? it fun? No, it's <laughs> <Is> not. It? <laughs> it's not fun. But I'm a stubborn old man, and I've been dealing with the fog up. Mm. 
It's not even a party. It's just in the winter. Yeah, yeah, that's real. You know, or your car. Just anything where it's extreme temperature change. You're yeah. like, ugh, and just foggy. Yeah. But I find, like, the struggle endearing. I find suffering <laughs> to be motivational. I don't know why. I try to suffer in every way. I know. You're not the first person to be like, <laughs> why? Why do you do this to yourself? Like, I mean, I, don't I know. understand. I don't know. I do get where you're coming from, but. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that classic, oh, okay, <laughs> voice goes up, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine, it's cool. Uh, I don't even know where we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like podcasts, you just go places and yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why don't you tell me something else about yourself? Um, we got one over glasses, Chicago, okay. ballet, yes. dancing. Yes, yes, yes. We went to school, graphic design. You like to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. Music. Let's go back to the music. I want to okay. talk more about your record. Okay. Where was this recorded? This record. Uh, my, my friend's. Uh, I guess it's not really an apartment, but how, home. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this place where he yeah. he reoccupies it. I don't know. He, he tends to live there. You know, something like that. I think it's a house. Is how you say it? a home, a place, a living circumstance yes um cool and just he's an engineer produced it producer yeah that's cool but he also um like did the mastering i guess so the engineering of my project yeah that's awesome yeah well he did a great job right didn't he yeah yeah that's great (laughs) and any other musicians play on it um so on moment that's pretty much let me think let me think before i say that um yeah, I think that's the only song where other people were involved. Um, so this artist, Catchy, he was on, he's like featured on the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's an artist named Soul. He was the bass player. He made the bass line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the extended version, there's um, Kenneth Lethbridge on saxophone. There's Teo on trumpet no trump trombone fable on trumpet oh i know fable he's playing dz fest yeah 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 and then jeremy taylor also oh, nice. he, he's in sold out yeah he's on the drums and then catchy did piano nice and i think that's everyone small world yeah how'd you get hooked up with these people <laughs> so that's so <laughs> when i said that i had um a friend that kind of showed me into all of like the music scene. Mm-hmm. So essentially my friend from college had a birthday party and okay, her best friend is friends with Jeremy. And so Jeremy brought some of the artist people with him to that party and then I became associated with Jeremy and Fable and catchy i think that night and then yeah it kind of just went from there kind of just grew from there cool yeah but jeremy was the one who kind of like helped me get more into into the music space mm-hmm. it's really in depth but everyone starts to know everyone if you just yeah. keep going into it it's really cool yeah very big i'm i really like to see it grow and the connections over the years of just being involved in it and doing it um and you really start to see how much people work together and collaborate on each other's records. Mm-hmm. Someone always knows another producer, an engineer, someone who mixes, does photography. It's it's really cool. Yeah. I really, really like Chicago's music scene a lot. There's, I've had nothing but you know good experiences. I mean, you're gonna have 
you know, a struggling person or a person who's going through something sometimes here and there in any industry. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everyone's been just so helpful. People have given me lists of bands to check out, to reach yeah. out to. Like all these just really helpful people. And I don't know. It comes from a really good place, really wholesome place. Mm-hmm. But then it, once you get to a level where you're trying to like make it for a living and it starts to get from that community creative aspect to like this is a business and I need to get mine to survive. Yeah. That's when it gets, I don't know, sketchy and gross. I agree. I, don't, I get scared about that. Because yeah. like, but in order to survive, you like have, you almost have to do it. You can definitely try to do your own thing. I'm, I'm trying to do my own thing with what I do here. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely daunting. You know, it's an uphill battle. Everything's kind of against you. The system is designed against you mm-hmm. if you try and do that. Um, what would you, like, would would you want to be a touring musician? Is that something that interests you? Because it's, have you ever, like, traveled a lot for, like, anything? It's really, it's hard, you know, to, yeah. to tour the country and stuff and sing. Yeah, when it comes to music, this is, like I said, it's, like, very new. And so, like, I guess my, it kind of surprised me in a sense, like, the desire to be, like, more um, professional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, like, yeah, I didn't expect that. But I would not be opposed to being a touring musician. It is not, um, I guess, like, an active thing right now because I'm still trying to, like, develop what I want to do with music, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely in the early stages still trying to figure everything out in regards to that. Um, Yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, I didn't, I never expected it to be, like, what it is, you know? (laughs) And, and what is it? For um, you? To me, it's it's a I don't know, like it's a budding passion. Like I've like I've always been passionate about music, but it's just like the passion is going into a different direction. I guess you can say. Hmm. Um, and I don't entirely know what that direction is. <laughs> I'm just going with the flow, you know. Yeah, I could <laughs> see it turning out. Excuse me. Oh, that's Sorry. the hiccups you're yeah, talking that's about. Hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it turning out pretty well i mean thank you you have a great voice a great style it's very wholesome very authentic <laughs> um when did you realize hey i could sing like when did that start happening um, forever yeah I you guess were that so. kid that's just been blessed with a voice <laughs> the kid that all of us who can't sing are envious of yeah i'm, I'm the person <laughs> that like you know when you're singing along to a song you know you're singing along to the song but then i start singing and then you're like okay well, well i don't shoot. need to <laughs> It, would it be too difficult for you to sing anything right now? <clears throat> difficult. Or too much to ask on the spot? Ooh. You don't have to. I'm trying to think of I, I think of something. Uh, do you know who Fana Hughes is? I do not. She's an amazing artist. I have really, really like her music. Um, and I feel like she's kind of, I guess, my goal or my traje- trajectory mm-hmm. like she i feel like she makes music that's similar ish to me but not like you know the same but um i don't want to <laughs> i was going to sing but i don't want i don't know if my voice is ready but um it's like a song called wait um okay it's like if you could wait on me a while I still need time to wait. And that's that's as far as we're going to go because 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you. It was yeah. a little choppy, but that's okay. I mean, I started to like close my eyes. Like I can like sleep to this. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Do you um? Where do you come up with the themes or or song lyrics? Where does that come from? Like within you. I am a hopeless romantic. Oh boy, <laughs> me too. So I understand. Yeah. yeah. So I, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of anything that I've written is based off of like love. Um, mm-hmm. So, and <clears throat> my project is about romantic love, but it's also just about love in general, um, and like the many like facets of it. I feel personally connected to it because of you know romantic situations but also because I feel like it kind of explains the process I guess that I went through um during COVID um and just like the the start of COVID was like exciting I guess in the sense that I was able to just like do whatever I wanted because I that was at the point where I was thinking like oh this is this is only going to be like a month long we'll be back you know um and then it kind of got a little bit more into like the depths of like oh my gosh we're like going to be here for a long time and then like what that looks like for me as like you know what that looks like for my career and things like that um and then coming out at the end just kind of being like okay I'm good like everything happens when it needs to happen and you know like just breathe you know and just you know um love yourself and all that stuff so um yeah I kind of lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) just talking about where your music comes from and oh yes 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 um like your song your lyrics the themes so yeah I guess every uh I am a pretty organized person, so I think um, every song of mine came from, like, a specific incident, or not necessarily incident, but, like, you know, situation, Mm -hmm. Um, and just, like, my general feelings about that situation, you know? Um, And then the project itself, like I said, it kind of goes through that, like, cycle, which is why it's called Cycles, Um, (laughs) but it um, goes through, like, each, like the feeling of each moment that I experienced with, you know, certain people or what have you. But telling a story uh, all together of, like, just my experience with relationships in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if that makes sense. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And that's where it bridges to the hopeless romantic thing. Yes. Relationships, <laughs> heartache. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. Why is why is hopeless romantic always associated with like tr- like this type of epic suffering? <laughs> like it's not <laughs> really a good know. thing. It's like a not. It's never. I never hear anything good about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't help it. I think I'm not necessarily like. I feel like for me, being hopeless romantic just means that I really enjoy romance. I mm-hmm. really like enjoy seeing people in love and and stuff like that. Um, but possibly being too like what's the word like maybe wanting something too specific or something you know like when you want what you see happen but then like what you see happen you don't really know exactly what what goes into that you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. what goes into other people's relationships and their 
and like the depth of their relationships. So I think maybe um, the imagery of like romance is what makes me a hopeless romantic. <laughs> but I feel like I'm starting to grow out of that a little bit just because I don't. I'm trying to be more like realistic about things, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to use my head. Yeah, for you know? once, my mind. <laughs> that was fun. You're, that's smart for 25. I'm 32, and I think I still haven't figured it out. So, <laughs> but I can't help it. I I, I feel a lot, mm-hmm. and I put a lot of creativity in everything, and it just so happens to translate to like love and yeah. romances. Being creative as far as the the gifts, the ideas, what we do, how you even exist with each other mm-hmm. how you even caress each other not even in a more intimate way like making love but just hanging out yeah. watching your favorite show together how you you know i I've, I've lived with a lot of people i've been around a lot of people and obviously people act different when they're alone than mm-hmm. when they're people but just the intimacy people share with, with the next person like how romantic that is mm-hmm. and how they even talk about that person mm-hmm. the words they use um, it's funny, the people that I know who, you said you like to see other people also like in love, like yeah. that's your spectrum of it, you know? Yeah. There's some people who get so grossed out or mad. <laughs> All those people are so, look at them, so, ugh. Okay, Can't so- they tell people can see that? It's like, they're just holding hands, like on a picnic bench. Like, yeah. Re- relax. <laughs> no, I'm not like aggressively, like I'll, I'll be like sarcastically like, ew, but, but in my inside, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Then why do you say ew? Just so you could put up a front? So no, people don't just- know how much of a hopeless romantic you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am I am a pretty sarcastic person. So, oh, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Ew means like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now, do you do that alone or do you do that with people too? What specifically? Like, do you do it to yourself alone? Like, if, say, you were walking mm-hmm. on Lakeshore Drive <clears throat> and you walked past, like, a beach and you saw a cute couple. Oh, yeah. And you were by yourself. Would you still say that in your head? Like, ugh. Or would you be like, yeah. <laughs> but it's just even, even it's to comedic, yourself. It's comedic relief. Oh, you know? so you're almost like com- you're a comedic too. You're comedic oh, comedy no, too. No, I am not. You're not a comedian. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that I can be funny, but I don't. Think I mean, that I I'm, think that's pretty funny to be alone and still go like ew, <laughs> even though you mean like oh, that's kind of funny. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you um, being a hopeless romantic? When did you first realize? This mm. by yourself. <laughs> That's gross. Um, <laughs> that it's gross to realize this by yourself? Yeah. I, Why? I don't know. Just I guess just whatever is associated with it, you know, with, with being a hopeless romantic is just like, I guess initially it's like um, when you're growing up, like, oh, like you're, you're a hopeless romantic, you know? Like it's not necessarily a badge of honor. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not. People mostly give you crap for it. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You need to protect yourself. Right, right, right. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful. Don't let your heart get... It's like, it. I, it's too late. It's yeah. broken. It's on the sleeve. It's on both sleeves. It's on my wrist. It's just out there. <laughs> Cut it out, you know? Yeah. Right. So, but I think I also kind of have two two sides to me too. So I'm like able to keep my hopeless romanticness to myself i mm-hmm. guess like to a certain extent um sometimes it gets out there <laughs> yeah. but yeah so i feel like i i have a very logical side to me but also a very like emotional side to me obviously mm-hmm. but i feel like both of those things are prominent in my existence so, right right yeah. interesting and did your uh 
your mom or dad ever be like, you got to be careful with this, like the way you are as a person, as yeah. far as your heart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, nah, it's fine. Yeah. My dad more specifically, but he's he's the more logical side. Like he's, <laughs> he's very like, you know, cut and dry. Um, and my mother is a little bit more um, emotional, but not drastically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so. Where do you think you got it from? Like, did you, did you learn it from them? Someone in your family, movies, Disney? Music, mm. where do you think it came from? I mean, I could it tell you. It probably came from music. Yeah. Because I, I listen to a lot of music. Like, I love music. Yeah. So it probably came from that, yeah. And it just kind of planted that seed. Yeah. Now, do you think, I don't find it to be, I think a lot of people find it to be negative because it heartbreak sucks, right? Mm-hmm. But I find it to be so liberating to always just, like, to feel, to mm. always, like, take it in. And maybe I, I'm more garden now Mm -hmm. but kind of like in my head i'm still feeling all those things and doing it i just won't like show it as much now yeah i used to always just show it and feel it Mm. and now i just feel it i don't show it as much (laughs) but i'm like it's still there so like what's this game i'm playing with myself but definitely being a little bit more logical and patient and it's it's exciting when things like are working out you want to just go for it you know but man heartache's terrible yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, um, excuse me, <laughs> um, that like garden that you are starting to develop. I feel like I've <clears throat> I developed that a while ago. I don't know, I don't remember exactly what did that, but like that's why I'm saying like I feel like I have you know two two sides because like you're saying on the inside I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. but, but <laughs> on the outside I'm like oh. Well, thank you. Thank for, you for, for, those, for those <laughs> for those who are just listening that couldn't see your gesture, what do you mean you know on the inside? Um, like, f- I guess flirty or like flittery or like, you know, butter- butterflies and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then on the outside, like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Exactly. Yeah, maybe I'll see you. Right. I, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's like, I'm, can you just say yes or no? Right. No, like seriously, just... I don't understand. I feel like people should be more direct with things. Yes. I, I hate the maybes and the will. I, I always tell people, professional, not, doesn't matter, friend or friend or, or lover. I say, I don't do maybes and, may, and, and yes or um, maybes and will sees. Like, yeah. Yes or no. I'm too busy and life's too crazy and I suffer too much. Give me an answer. Rip the bandit off or leave it on. But don't be like, maybe I'll take off this band aid. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that. that's, um, it's an indicator of like where they are if they can't commit mm-hmm. to something. Even the littlest things. You want to mm-hmm. hang out Saturday? Uh, we'll see. I got it. My favorite is anybody, <laughs> friend or not. I got to see what I'm doing first. Well, <laughs> this is what you could be doing. So now you, if you don't know, like if you are an adult yeah, and it's Wednesday right now, right? If yeah. you don't know what you're doing Saturday, <laughs> which means you have nothing to do, which means you could do the thing. It really right. means they just don't want to do it. Right. But like to be like, I got to see, like, look at your calendar. Yeah. What's your calendar say? Is it open? Then sounds like you could do it. We'll see. There's people who just don't like commitment on the littlest thing. You want to go get I, coffee on Saturday? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Just. I think that <laughs> <laughs> don't like. I don't know. I, in general, I feel like I um, do not commit to something unless I know that I'm going to do it. But I will give people a time frame. You know, like mm. if if someone is like. If or is like if I don't know or if I have a schedule that um, I do have something to do, mm-hmm. for example, but um, I could possibly move that thing around or something like that. You know, if somebody asks me 
you know, can we go get coffee or whatever? Um, and I don't know the answer immediately, then I'm just going to say, let me check my schedule, you know, or like, yeah. let me um, get back to you on Friday or something like that, you know, yeah. just give them a window of opportunity to like, or a, wim- a window to um, be prepared for an answer, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I hate when people are like, oh, I'll see or let me know or I mean, I'll let you know. And they'll say I'll let you know. And then don't. They don't let you know. Yeah. And yeah. then I follow up like so. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that that's annoying. It is annoying. It's a common thing now. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, when you when you get into like kids and mortgages and mm-hmm. families and husband and wives and all that, it's everyone has like the most legitimate excuse. If you have a kid, you can get out of anything. That's real. And you you can't be like, <laughs> hey, like dude, I have a kid. It's like, ah, oh, you're right. When you're single and you don't own a home and like yeah. it's a weekend. Yeah. Like what just say what? say yes or no or it's get so back simple. to me or don't. It's like if you're not interested, that's okay. I'm not offended, you yeah. know? It's like you're okay to not want to do something. Absolutely. So just say that. I know. And it gets way crazier if you're like trying to like date. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, yeah. That's a wild, wild <laughs> place. The internet like equally helps us. It equally hurts. I, I don't online. Online dating is not for me. <laughs> I just struck a nerve. The way you looked at me, you're like, boy, don't even give me stuff. I don't. Yeah. You couldn't finish the sentence. Like I don't even. I, I'm good. I've never tried it, but I'm good. I don't. I don't think no? that it's good for me. No, not for you in particular. Yeah. I've had I've had good luck with okay. it. I've had terrible luck with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's. It turns out like it's fifty fifty, and that's all relationships. That's every attempt ever. It's just like. I think it's funny when people say, you know, the chance of divorce is 50-50. It's like, yeah, everything is. And like, I'm either going to die or live. I'm either going to meet someone or I won't. I'm either going to get married or I'm not. Yeah. It's always 50-50. So like yeah. you either take the risk or you don't. You either stay in your basement and hide or you go out there in the world and meet somebody. But yeah. it's 50-50. I'd rather take the risk and see what happens. Um, it's definitely interesting. I think it's helpful in certain situations. Um, it's difficult. For certain people, in certain industries, it's definitely helpful to, to online date if you're trying to stay away from your bubble mm. to make sure that like you don't crawl like mm-hmm. you don't dip into people like you work with. Mm-hmm. You know that's why I find myself it's tricky. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to do that just to have a beautiful, clean, healthy line of transparency of like my intentions versus like intimacy. Yeah, you know, with clients and, and musicians and artists, keep yeah. it separate for longevity and just to make sure like the intention is like. You're the client, you're the talent, you're the friend, and, right. and that's, like, personal life. Right, right, right. Which I think is, I wish more people did that, <laughs> you know? Some people don't know how to do that, and it's not really professional or good yeah. f- in the long run. Yeah, I don't know. But everyone should do what they want. It's it's a weird place. It's definitely dangerous. Yeah. It's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you not want to try it or do it? Um, I feel like I want people to be vetted first. So, like, I, a lot of the people that I've experienced have been, like, friends of friends or, like, someone that I met at school or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, I'd rather people be vetted first. I don't I don't know, you know, what people are out here doing in their lives, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's just more of a safety thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely very, can be very risky, mm-hmm. uh, especially for more uh, on the 
female side of things mm-hmm. for sure. I completely understand. It's it's wild out there. The stories I've heard women tell me. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, men do that. What is wrong with them? <laughs> like, I'm just gonna go there. Like, I brought this up before, but like the dick pic thing. I'm like, what? Yeah. People do that. Yeah. What's wrong with people? People do that. It's weird. It's weird. It's wrong. It's weird. <laughs> it's I don't know how it's not illegal. Like you can't do that in reality. You can't just go like, hey, check this out. Like yeah. you can't. I don't know. And I don't know why someone would think like this is gonna really make her like me. I don't like. Why would that do that? I don't even think that'd make me like a woman if they did that. Like, that's just, I don't know you. Like, right. why'd you just do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be as threatened, but I certainly wouldn't find it cool. I'd be like, this is strange. Yeah. I'd find it strange. Like, you're yeah. too weird for me right now. <laughs> I don't know this why. It's a level of weird that I'm not, <laughs> I'm I'm not, not okay with. <laughs> I don't even know you. Yeah, I don't get it. Men are very strange. and Men are strange. I agree with that statement. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you tell us what you think about us? I, th- I think <laughs> I just think that men are very, very special, very special creatures. Oh, we're special. Yeah, and women are. I mean, women can be. Oh, they can. Be. They can. Men be. are. Men are. And women, women can, can be. be. Got yes. it. Okay, just make sure we're clear. <laughs> that's funny because I think men are fun. No, I don't. That's almost <laughs> like I agree with you, and that's what makes me mad. Yeah. Yeah. Men can be. But you know, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of strange. It's like, yeah, man can men can be cool, but most of them are weird. Mm-hmm. And women are weird and cool. You know? There you go. But the thing is, I, I definitely understand. Like, I don't feel nearly as afraid or worried or scared in that situation with women. But I know women can and should with men. But it's like... I don't know what to do about it. Like, mm. I'm trying to do something about it and mm. everything in my life, but I don't... It's like, we need everyone to do it together yeah. to, like, figure out this problem we have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's so daunting because most of the time you get defeated. Not you, but a lot of people, especially women, women get defeated. Like, uh, they almost give up. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. Like, you can't really give up if you're trying to fix this unfortunate dynamic that has been created. Um, in society amongst homo, homo sapiens, right? Yeah. And the only thing I could think of doing is like having these conversations, mm-hmm. just talking about it, putting it out in the open, like, yeah, we're human and we face it. This is my first time meeting you. We're mm-hmm. seven years apart from each other, but we both agree, like, it's hard and it's weird yeah. and it's unfortunate and men are strange about it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, I guess the only solution would be to just keep talking about it addressing it being honest mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah i try to be but i don't know i, I never understood some of the things <laughs> that men do i'll hear guys say i'm like why you actually said that to somebody like <laughs> that's no way that works right like, it doesn't work right you know once in a while you get that person it's just like yeah whatever but most of these lines and weird ways of getting to a woman's heart it just doesn't work you know it, yeah it- but they still try. So, <laughs> you know, so, when will they learn? <laughs> so being defeated about men, I'm just going to generalize you right now. Okay. Being defeated by men, but being a hopeless romantic, what do you do with this, mm. this catch-22? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> you write a record about it. I, there you go. That's what I do. I make music. <laughs> that is my whole career. <laughs> That's it. Make music. Make music, make art. And maybe it'll figure itself out. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to do if, like, 
you do find a person you want to be with, mm-hmm. that, then what? Then I'm just like... There's <laughs> a whole other journey. I know. Then you got to like figure that one out. <laughs> How do I sustain this awesome thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, I agree. That's scary. Because then you realize the best relationships or marriage I've seen, you always, you might say to them like, oh man, like that's great. You guys are so great together. And they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, you have no idea. Right. Like, you're like, oh shoot. <laughs> Wait, I thought you guys were good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's like your dream job. It's still a ton of work. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like your your best friend. You still got to be like, hold on, so-and-so's calm, and you got to mm-hmm. deal with them. They're co- Sorry, their boyfriend just broke with them. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's always work. The best things still are work. Mm-hmm. So it's it almost feels like, what are you willing to put up with and put into mm-hmm. to, like, keep it going? Are yeah. you willing to sustain it? Does the good outweigh the bad just enough? Is it 51 to 49 enough to keep going? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's daunting. It is. But when it works, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a process. It is. For sure. Are you a Starbucks person? No, I'm not. What's up with that Starbucks? Uh, I got some tea from my mother's house. <laughs> um, oh, that's like like a plastic. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so a, it's like a to-go a thing. One. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. So it's not actually from, like mm-hmm. you didn't just go to Starbucks. No. Okay. I was I was just curious. What like outside from that tea? Do you like go in there for anything? No, I don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> I have nothing against it. I used to uh, drink Starbucks a lot when I um, would be going to dance classes, cause, oh, okay. but and not for any particular reason except for it was available. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a coffee person, so. Oh. Yeah. Why is that? I I don't. You just never took to it. Mm-mm. And I don't really like the smell that much. Really? Yeah. I know a lot of people like love the smell of coffee, but Yeah. I do. Um, I didn't start drinking it to drinking it regularly until late twenties. Mm. Oh, a bit older than you actually. So I get it. It mm-hmm. it I never thought I'd like it. I kind of was turned off again, like you said, by the smell. I was also a little strict and like, I don't need this to get through the day. Yeah, you know, I think st- that's where I'm at. Too. Like just hard headed. <laughs> and then I started trying and get into it and met yeah, a friend who got into and then he moved in. He was a roommate. He was a barista and got me into all like the high end mm. gear, making pour overs and the beans and the regions and how to properly grind them and make the coffee properly with, excuse me, like a V60 Chemex. Mm-hmm. How to time it versus the weight, the ratios, the all the chemistry behind it. Mm-hmm. And then me being me, I got really into it, obsessed. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of remarkable. Like these drinks, these coffees are unreal. And when I start to have coffee in other places, even like Starbucks, I'm like, this stuff sucks compared yeah. to how good this is. And then I got really into it because I enjoyed the art of making it, even where it came from, these places in South America, Central America, mm-hmm. Africa. It's so cool where these beans come from, how they grow, mm-hmm. how they have this magical thing, caffeine, that just makes you just jolt. But uh, it definitely, you, you can start to rely on it. I mean, yeah. I get a little... It's like what I go to when I travel. I go, is there, where's the near co- coffee shop? Yeah. Like, because so the hotel's here. <laughs> is there a coffee shop nearby? Somewhere close. And it's got to be like a third wave. It's got to be good. Like, right. It's got to be like $5 for a pour over. Otherwise, like, <laughs> I ain't going. And my friends are always like, oh, my God. But then I go, I show them it. And they're like, oh, wow, that's good. I'm like, see? Aren't yeah. you glad? Right. I, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I told you. So tea is more of your thing? Yeah, I'm more of a tea drinker. I, I understand the, like, art. art artistic side of um beverages mm-hmm. and food in general um so i want to get more into that when it comes to tea 
Yeah. Um, Tea's I, a really cool art form, too. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get more into that when it comes to, like, wine and stuff, too. Uh, but Wine. I do. I like I wine. I love wine a lot. Red wine? Yeah. I like I like both. I'm like still wine. getting into it. Like, I have my, my like, favorites, but I, you know, still want to try some more stuff. But I definitely, like... Um, Cabernet Sauvignon is like mm-hmm. my favorite right now. I've never heard someone say it so officially. I like me yeah, a Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, you know, I most mean, people are like, "Yeah, I like a good Cab Sav." Oh, is oh, is that a thing? I, I mean, <laughs> I thing. you're definitely getting into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You always hear like, "I'll take I like Cabs." Pinots are cool. Like no one says the full thing ever. Yeah, I do because that's just me. Mm-hmm. But I also like Cabs. Yeah, I just had a good bottle on Saturday. Um. Something about wine, like wine in a record, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of weed. Mm-hmm. Life's good, <laughs> right? That's like my Great favorite time. night. Great time. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I got some wine, <laughs> I got some marijuana, and I got record in a dope sound system. I think we figured it out. <laughs> this is the night. You're right. Is that something you prefer to do? I, I do like to like kick back vibes, you know. I, I prefer that. I do like to go out, but... In spurts. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more on the introverted side? Yes. Yeah. I, I would consider myself to be an ambivert, but ambivert. more so. In, yeah. That's, that's like a mix. It's that's just new mix to me. Both. I never heard that term. Really? Yeah, okay. I like that ambivert. Well, it's a it's a new, I guess it's a new age term. <laughs> There's always something new. Like every three weeks, I'm like, oh, got to learn that one. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely lean. I'm probably like 60, 40, more introverted. Hmm. Yeah. Always that way? Mm-hmm. Do you think... So, I've let me know what you think about this. Okay. I've always noticed a lot of creative people lean a little bit more introvert. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Yeah, Is that I've where we go to f- take the time to express ourselves? Or do we, because we are introvert, that's why we express it? Like, I, what came first? What comes first in this situation? Yeah. I don't know. I, um, that's a good question. I think... Or and and also a good observation, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I don't know. I, I guess there's some artists that really, really feed off of like you know the energy of a crowd or something like that. And I think that in that moment, it's kind of like um, acting, I guess, in a sense, because you like. And I think back to I don't know the f- entirety of her um, interview, but I think back to what I've heard about um, Janet Jackson mm-hmm. and how she like has like two different personas and how she's like really really quiet into herself on a regular but when she gets on stage it's like she switches on a light and you know she's able to become this whole different person so I think it's just like that for a lot of people a lot of people like their solitude a lot of people like to be able to create in their own space in their own mind yeah but they're able to they still are able to feed off of that energy from crowds and like perform you know yeah I don't know where it comes from though I don't know I wonder if it's what creates the artist you stay in so you have time to think and because you're not this is just a generalization mm-hmm. because you're not going out you might manifest your own world your own imagination mm-hmm. and that could be a poem a song a story a comic a joke video work graphic design fashion something yeah because you're not it's not being taken up by the stimulation of being around your environment amongst other people yeah maybe it's just it could be one of the ingredients that yeah. creates it but I find that all the time and with like what you just said about Janet Jackson, I'm always around people mm-hmm. and I work with people all the time. I do a lot of that, but I love being alone. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. And mm-hmm. 
a, f- a good friend of mine who spends a lot of time with me and I've known a while has said like, I'm a very weird case of like this, like an introverted, extroverted, not like what you said, not even like 60-40, but like an extreme version of both. Mm, interesting. It's weird. Like I, I built a cabin in my backyard and like stayed there and lived in it. I like to be alone a lot. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I teach at ISU and I drive two hours there just to teach mm-hmm. and I enjoy being alone. I enjoy the long days where I'm known to be alone just editing all day. Mm-hmm. But then I also have a music fest and I've had an insane amount of parties and gatherings. I used to have shows every month in this basement. Hundreds yeah. of people came. I meet with bands every week to work with them. There's people here all the time. I have two friends making a documentary about me right now and they're right. staying with me for eight weeks. Like right. a lot of people in my life. Yet I still love being alone. But like I also really love being around people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always torn between both mm. all the time. But I also am fine with both. Okay. Like I would be fine being alone, smoking weed, listening to a vinyl, mm-hmm. drinking some wine. But then if eight people showed up that I like, <laughs> tr- the, the key word there that I right. like. Right. It was like this very be- th- That I like, <laughs> I would be like, oh, this is great. I'd be fine with it. I'm like, come join and hang out yeah. here. Have some of this. Yeah. And I wouldn't care. Some people who are introverted would be like, oh, they just ruined my mood. Yeah. Like, they yeah. just mess with my vibe. Like, yeah. I wanted it. I don't really get that. I like being alone, but if people showed up, like, oh, cool. <laughs> and if they left, I wouldn't be, if I was the person who's an extrovert who wants to be around people, they'd be bummed yeah. if the people left. Right. I'd be like, cool, they left. So now I get to be a, now I get to be alone again. <laughs> like, like it doesn't. I can't explain. It's so bizarre, and I don't know which one it is. And it makes me have a hard time believing that people are fully one or the other. Mm. If it might feel like it's the 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 shackles they put on themselves, mm-hmm. like like they manifest it by constantly saying, "I'm in this, I'm in that." It's like, yeah. well, maybe why don't you just try existing and like see what happens? Try yeah. telling yourself so badly that you're this, because people who I know for a fact who are introverted and they keep saying they are the times I've gotten them to go out they had so much fun they're like oh it's not as bad as I thought yeah. it's almost introverted because they just keep telling themselves like mm-hmm. I need to be an almost is more of a form of anxiety or social anxiety yeah. you know Yeah. and they end up having a great time now I truly do believe there are some people who like regenerate recharge when they're alone and yeah. vice versa, they get some energy when they're with people. That's for that's definitely real. I, you could see it in mm-hmm. people and their mentality. Mm-hmm. But as far as what you bestow upon yourself, like the weight you put on yourself, that like you keep saying like, "Sorry, I can't do that. I'm an introvert." Like you keep just actualizing it. Yeah. It's like why don't you just do the opposite and go out and see what happens? Right. And then they go, "I'm like, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> I actually had fun. I actually met someone cool. I started. I met my future husband that way. Like right. you never know. Right." And then there are those who like cannot be alone. They like, when so and so coming over, when we do, she guys want to like meet up with like twenty five people here, and it's like, right. how about you go chill with your thoughts for a right. second, my friend? <laughs> and then they do that, and they're like, yeah, it's not so bad. I figured out some stuff about myself. I went inward and did some meditative thoughts, yeah. you know, thought processing. And yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> it's just so interesting. I like to talk to artists and find out where they get some of their spark and how they lean towards mm-hmm. being around people or not. I find it fascinating because yeah. I always hear, I'm an artist, I do this, this, and that, and I like to be alone. I like to be, I'm kind of an introvert, they'll say, you know. Mm-hmm. So you said 60-40, like, do you feel, do you feel like you recharge when you're alone? Um, yeah, I think you could say that. Yeah. Because that's when I, Get to be like 
as specific as I want to about things, be as organized as I want to, you know, be as creative as I want to, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And do you have siblings? I don't. I'm an mm. only child. Well, okay, I have my stepbrother, but in like I call him my brother. But Got yeah. it. did he grow like live in your house with you? Uh, not really. Like he he would be around, but he mostly lived with his mom. Yeah. So you kind of grew up alone. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. That's a, the I call that the, the only child syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Hard time sharing. Hard time. Okay. <laughs> well, that's I'm probably kidding. where I got my like more so extroverted side from is like my cousins though, because they're like my sisters. Oh, in a okay. Sense. So yeah, you group with a lot of people around you, the family and stuff. Not not a lot. But Enough, but a few. Enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That that helps. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be completely alone as a kid. Yeah. That's not a good place to be. <laughs> no. I see I grew up with so many people around me, a big family, siblings. Mm-hmm. This house has always been pumping my whole life. Like, you walk in, there's just people everywhere already. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? You and your mom, there's just, like, people in the front room, people here. There's, like, six people here. It's how this house has always been. And I am used to it. I've, I've, I think that's why I still like to be alone because it's mm-hmm. the only time to escape. I have to go into a room or hide away within a room or house of being around people. Right. That's where I think the balance of like, yeah, people are everywhere, but I'm also alone yeah. at the same time all the time. Yeah. Um, and it for it definitely forced me to do creative things. That's that's why I say because I remember being alone and not feeling comfortable mm-hmm. with being around people, mostly because I feel like I couldn't relate. Mm, okay. Yeah. Do you do you ever have that problem not being able to relate? Yeah. It kind of forces you inward. Yeah, I think I don't. Yeah. People are people are weird in general, you know. Um, so I definitely think I have my own world for sure. Um, but I feel like it's easy. I mean, and I was actually just talking to a friend about this, but it's easy to connect with people, especially in the city. Like when it comes to, you know, going out, or when it comes to music, or when it comes to like more like social things. But then when it comes to like the personal level, you know, it's a little harder sometimes. Mm. Mm. What do you mean by like the personal level, and how is it harder? Um, I think it's just harder just because I'm I am a pretty guarded person, like a very pers- per uh, was it uh, private? That's the word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> person, but at the same time, like I can talk for days. So I don't know. I this I really exist in like two different spaces. So. Um, yeah, it's just sometimes hard to express myself when it comes to, like, conversations. And I think that's also a part of the reason why I've gotten into music is because it's easier to express through an art form. Yeah, you can hide be- you can hide behind a veil. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just a singer, performer. Right. It's not like it's me, but it's not fully me. Exactly. Yeah. You think that's why you like modeling? It could be. Could be. Yeah, I think so. And what about like in this moment right now? Mm-hmm. Like, have you done a podcast? No, I've never done a podcast. So never done a podcast. Mm-hmm. We've never met. Yeah. You're in a place you've never been to. Yeah. And are you, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel vulnerable? Do you feel? Yeah, I feel fine. I I have said this. Well, I don't know if I've actually actively said this to people, but I, I have to like one person. But like, I am good with being transparent but not necessarily with being vulnerable huh so like if somebody comes up to me and is like 
hey, uh, what year were you born? I'd be like, okay, 1997. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's just some random person. Hey, Megan, yo, how you doing? Right. What year were you born? Right. Uh, 1997. Duh, the year the Titanic came out. Come on. How do you not know this? <laughs> But I'm not going to, like, randomly walk up to somebody and be like, yo, I was born in 1997, you know? <laughs> your example, I get what you're saying, but your example's really funny. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah interesting. Yeah, yeah, I could tell that you're, like, being open but not being too vulnerable. Yeah. If you can tell my questions. I'm tr- yeah. trying to pry and you're trying to say it, but you kind of don't. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm a romantic. Tell me about it. Well, you know, <laughs> like... I, I've been learning not to be one. It's like, wait a minute. I thought you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... I could definitely tell. There's definitely layers going on there. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more open. Probably, probably shouldn't be as open as I am, but I think that's what makes doing this fun is you kind of mm-hmm. have to be open. It helps the guest open up too. If yeah. I'm like, well, if you're feeling nervous or shot it's like I'll, I'll i'll open it up for you like this is what's going on in there this is how i feel and i don't really know what to do about it because i've been told many times like you're a lot like mm. to me like mm-hmm. you're a lot you're too much <laughs> too open and i'm like i mean maybe or maybe people should try it more and it's helpful to be just honest and transparent not in any way where you're making someone uncomfortable mm-hmm. obviously i don't no one should have to feel that but in America, for whatever reason, we tend to sugarcoat a lot and like hide a lot about how we really feel about yeah. mental health, uh, weight issues, um, drug issues, alcoholism, uh, mental blockage, maybe maybe not following your dreams, but you know, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. The littlest things to really big things, yeah. um, abuse, physical, verbal, child abuse, all these things that were like, you know, I don't know why it's like we have this pride of like we got to be this this force, this country on this planet, so mm-hmm. we can't be vulnerable. Yeah, and I think it seeps into us as people, and I don't find it to be very good. And how I what I've noticed that I've had some fun hangouts and dinners lately with people. <laughs> I like your hiccups; they're fun from uh, Eastern Europea, okay. Europea, <laughs> Eastern. Europe, there are, <laughs> I know, right? Eastern Europea, um, Ottomanopea, um, from Eastern <laughs> Europe, and their culture, from what I could pick up on, quite blunt, very straightforward, but not in a harsh, mean way. They don't mean anything by that. It's like they just don't have time to be like sugarcoating stuff, like yeah. making up stuff. Just, there's like, I don't agree with you. They'll just straight up tell you stuff like that. Like, you know what, that shirt. Like, you're wearing a white shirt right now for yeah. people listening. Oh, that white shirt just doesn't look right on, like, your skin. <laughs> what? You're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They're just telling you, like, what they think. It's not like they're not meaning it. You got to listen to them way. or in yeah. a negative way, but they're just telling you. Yeah. And at first, it's off-putting. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, damn, like, Jesus. <laughs> but then I end up, I realized I kind of like it. Yeah. It's almost like your mom or dad where they're just... They don't have to have a filter with you. They don't yeah. owe you anything, so they're just going to tell you. Or your grandparents, you know, they're the worst. <laughs> they just, you know, Megan, I don't really like your glasses. Yeah. You should probably do something about that. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> and then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I do. Right. But then you got, you know, a, a friend, friends or something like, oh, you know, girl, you look good. Yeah. You're fine. Good. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's an example, but there's a lot of versions of that. I think 
constructive criticism, a polite transparency is a, a good place. And I wish we had it more. Yeah. And you start to realize if you just talk to people, have a nice verbal and eye contact, you can mm-hmm. exchange that and actually learn a lot about yourself and them too. Mm-hmm. But doing it through yeah. cell phones, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, yeah. what have you, it doesn't work too well. It doesn't. It's a great place to promote and share, but it's terrible for communication. Mm-hmm awful <laughs> right you, i know completely agree you know it's it's why like probably why you said you feel you want to like get to be people in person when it comes yeah. to like, dating because you doing it through an app you can eventually get to that you can get to a first date where you can vet them and stuff but it's many steps mm-hmm. and the the vetting you can do in those steps it's not as authentic as just being with the person exactly you know it's a big Maybe check out their social media, see how they look, see what they're doing, mm-hmm. seeing like if they're okay. Maybe Google their name. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, everybody. I feel like everybody does some light, some light stalking when you meet somebody. Oh, the know? ladies definitely do light stalking. <laughs> Every woman. Yeah, so you know, I just you know, looked you up a little bit. I'm like, oh, great, <laughs> right? I don't really stalk at all. I, I don't. I, I don't have the same things, fears, and threats yeah, yeah, in my, that's real. at all. I'm like. You know, yeah. I just don't. Um, which it sucks. I mean, it's it's pretty dark, honestly. I was having this conversation on a fun walk t- this morning with some friends. Um, it was a guy and a girl. They're dating, mm-hmm. and they've been together for a while. But we were talking about like what women fear mm-hmm. when meeting people mm-hmm. on dates, romantic, uh, and what men fear, and it's just so different. Like yeah. my friend and I were talking about it. Like, yeah, do you ever like? The old school age is like going up to somebody at like a club, bar, venue. Someone that they catch your eye. Just want to like maybe buy them a drink. Just the classic way you met someone, right? Right. It's like you ever just like that ultimate rejection when you just like go up to them and you're like, can I buy you a beer? And they go like, no thanks. You're like, oh, You're like, you just feel like you got stabbed. But all that really happened is your ego just got a little smaller. For a second, it goes away, right? Women don't, it's way, so much worse can happen in a night than someone turned them down. Yeah. Like, their life can end. Like, they, they can have sexual assault. They can be drugged. Like, there's the, the what men will face mm-hmm. is so much less than what a woman has to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, why you vet in such a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there's a million things you go through when vetting someone that a guy's just like, she hot? She cool? How tall is she? What's she look like? Okay. You know? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. When a, when a, if a girl were to show you like a guy like a friend to to, to date to check out, what were some? What's like the first thing you'd probably say? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I never have been there. Oh, I... that clear your throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I know the answer, but I want. What the, do you think the answer is? It's gonna be one or two things. Okay. From what I've heard and discovered. At first, it's like a two-parter. The first one might be lighter and might be like, well, what does he look like? Mm-hmm. And then go straight into like, what does he do? Mm, okay. And by what does he do, I mean, that could be an even two-parter. Like, what does he do for a living? What does he do in general? Like, yeah. is he an artist? Does he do this? Does he play music? Mm-hmm. But what does he do for a living is such a big thing mm-hmm. um, that I know for a fact. I'm not even generalizing. I've heard so many women say it to me, siblings, cousins, moms, aunts, women, in every part of my life, they go to that place because I think it says a lot more about longevity, mm-hmm. safety, protection, mm-hmm. you name it, stability. It says a lot about a person. Yeah. Um, and men, 
a hundred percent of the time go, what does she look like? <laughs> and it kind of stops there. Yeah. What does she look like? Yeah. Tell me, tell me, like, you know, like that's it. What were you going to say? I, I do think about looks sometimes. <laughs> Everyone does. That's you know? totally normal. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like my specific experiences. Um, cause I, I guess I've never had it based off of what I'm thinking about right now. Cause I, I might have, and you know, forgot, but I don't think I've ever really had a situation that it was kind of like a blind date type thing uh, or like yeah, somebody yeah. has like shown me somebody, you know, everything has been pretty much like I've met them in person around the person uh, that I know or that around the person that we mutually know, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I guess maybe just, then the first question to ask them when it came to getting to know them, would that be it? Like, well, what do you No, do? I would just have a conversation oh, okay. and then it would come up, you know, possibly, oh, okay. but yeah. So. Possibly, hopefully. No. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, see, you're, such, you're, you're a tough cookie to crack because... It's different circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. If it's and and on a dating app, from what my friends have shown me, what I've experienced, it, it definitely goes way more towards a job. Mm-hmm. Like right away. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of the matches you might get, it's because of the job you have. Mm-hmm. That's a big one too. Just kind of further showing how superficial the whole thing is. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's dark. I don't think I like actively. Or maybe it's just the people that I've been um, with have been in decent spaces, you know. But yeah, I don't yeah. think I've actively had to, like, dodge someone because of their job. Yeah. So I don't know that that's something that I, like, actively think about. It could be an age thing, too. Possibly. Or seven yeah, years yeah, yeah. apart. Things change a lot okay. once you get to my age. Yeah, that makes sense. People talk about different stuff. <laughs> you know, marriage, kids, yeah. things like that. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of how in the world we got to this from where <laughs> we started. <laughs> Music, art, and now we're talking about yeah. the questions you asked when you first see <laughs> that day. I think it, it came from like the introvert, extrovert mm, conversation. You're right. Artist yeah. being introvert, extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It it definitely, I get a little in my head about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, am I going out enough? Am I meeting enough people? Yeah. And most people go like, yeah, you are. But it's like, I, sometimes I'm, I'm not, I turn down a lot of hangouts to do like this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is a great example. I was, a friend, a good friend of mine texted me, you want to come over and watch the game tonight? Yeah. The NBA finals, right? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I would, but like, I'm doing a podcast. It's very normal for me to like not do a friend thing mm-hmm. because of something like this, mm-hmm. something fun and creative that I like to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, when is it too much? When mm-hmm. am I, like, neglecting some type of social mm-hmm. s- stimulation? But this is social stimulation to me. It's just not six, seven people, but it's a, a person I don't know that I'm getting to know and right. learn from, right. you know. But I never know, like, is it hurting me? Is it helping me? Like, how much time should we spend with people? We are social creatures. Yeah. Like, how much time should we spend alone? I don't know. It's mis leading because of social media it's like oh i saw you almost like did i see people today it's like no i just looked on the internet (laughs) right 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 no i think um i think that yes we we should all like connect with people more but at the same time i am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason or Mm -hmm. that everything has a purpose rather um so i think that you're probably connecting with who you need to connect with at the time that you're supposed to connect with them right so 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you devote like through your day? Do you devote a lot of time to work? Do you, are you like really regimented with your jobs? Uh, yeah, for the most part. And then social stuff just is secondary. Like if it happens, it happens. More or less, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, more or less. Like certain things, I'm like intentional about. Like if people have like you know birthdays planned or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm pretty. You know, whenever whenever it happens, I'm down. Like, if people reach out and, like, you know, oh, you want to do this on third, most of the time I'm able to, like, move my schedule around if, you know, I need to or I'll have, like, the freedom to just do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And have you, um, how many shows? You said you mentioned earlier how many shows you played, but I forgot, like, how many shows, you, like, as a musician that you've actually performed at so um, far. Like a handful. Like, Actually as form, a singer, performed yeah. at, as in like not an open mic or yeah not an open mic, um probably like three maybe? three okay yeah. so you're just getting started in that one yeah cool and do you um like it's it's hard to balance playing shows and like having life because it's a whole nother job it's like a part time job yeah it's like why I I kind of stepped back from doing it uh, I was in a couple bands okay step back from doing it. Mm-hmm. to focus on doing more big picture stuff that just take up a lot of time mm-hmm. but does that being busy with the other jobs is that like where are you like making time to like put in that part-time gig of or playing shows yeah i um i feel like i i didn't feel the pressure of that as much until i released my album because at oh, that okay. point i was just like okay i've released an album and now i have to like you know now i have to play 50 million shows and like you know promote myself and promote and like make more music and stuff like that but then like I said I think that everything happens when it's supposed to so I've I feel like I've calmed down a lot especially this year um in general and just um like I said this whole music thing has been like kind of random and like out of left field I've never heard someone say that Uh, well it, it wasn't like I guess it's not actively random, but like it, it like I like I said I've been singing all my life, so I mean maybe it would have come out in like me being a background singer or something mm. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to like, oh no, I lost my train of thought again. Singing, performing, oh times—the time, time that it takes time, time, to do time, the shows yeah. and events. When it comes to the time, I um. I feel like I I feel like I'm getting done what I need to get done, mm. um, and that to me looks different for different people. Yeah, you know. So, and I know in general, like me as a person, I I am I tend to be a um, like a, a slow mover or like a slow bloomer. That's the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I tend to be like a slow bloomer in a lot of things. So I feel like that's just kind of a part of me. And like a slow burn type of person. So I am okay with not being, you know, not being on Instagram and having like 15,000 followers right now, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I, and that's not my goal right now. Um, if that happens, great. Yeah. You know, and if it doesn't, also great because that just means it wasn't meant for me or what have you. But yeah, yeah I, I'm really trying to focus on just like being in the moment, you know, and yeah. just, um, taking everything one day at a time because it can get a lot and be like really anxiety uh driving you know yeah so yeah yeah what are some of the big goals you have 
as a graphic designer mm-hmm. like the foreseeable future maybe within the next year or two what are some big goals you have um i would want my company to be a little bit more solid um because you know it's, it's in the beginning stages still so i would definitely want that to be more solid and to be able to work with more artists um yeah that's that's i guess like the main goal for for the graphic design right mm-hmm. now just grow reach more people yeah. and have a little more stability within it yeah maybe get that to be like the main thing mm-hmm. yeah and then with music what are, what are some of the future goals for yeah the next year I, or two? I think that i'd or i want to create like an ep or something like that next i feel like i'm trying to figure out what like the idea would be about behind it you know because like cycles kind of just came to me so um but yeah i i I feel like i would love to figure out an idea for a a next project Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then maybe like you know perform some more as well and and like i said i have my show coming up but i you know would like to do a couple more performances yeah yeah who who plays with you if you play live like um this is like the first this will be the first show with the band and i'm uh soul dial is playing with me Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah cool. their whole their whole setup. <laughs> Dang, but, you, sh- you should play a song with them at DC Fest. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just said that. Opposed. I just said that. I, I I'll I'll uh, email them. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. you know, you know, Megan, she should, should hop on stage. You should you should let her come you too. <laughs> I'll allow it. So if they allow, it, like, you got the approval from anybody you need approval from. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's recorded. In YouTube, so okay, it's gotta happen. Okay, I know. I wish I knew you before I would have had you play, yeah. but I didn't know you. But maybe next year. Maybe I would be. I would be honored. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be in a different place next year. Okay, cool. I'll tell you about it off mic. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And um, do you? I'm, I'm more. I'm always curious about dance mm. because it's very natural feeling. I, I like to dance too. Not in any traditional way and I, I never took classes or anything i just caught moving with style you know <laughs> what <laughs> that's just a funny funny terminology yeah moving yeah. with style a party a gathering if there's enough music maybe enough alcohol yeah i'll yeah. dance yeah but um what do you think it is with all your experience in dancing what is it about dance that connects and drives so many people like from many different cultures, a lot of cultures have dancing as part of like a tradition. Yeah, they do. What do you think it is about that? Um, I think it's music initially. Mm-hmm. I think that music is literally everywhere, you know, and like not even necessarily in a traditional sense, but even just like when you hear birds chirping and stuff like that, you know, just like sound in general is like, and and it sound in general invokes some sort of feeling yeah people whether that feeling be fear or that feeling be excitement or you know like happiness or what have you you know um so i think that that initial connection to sound then goes into your system and makes you like you know feel these senses um and then your body just starts to react to it so i think it's really that basic but also um it's a form of connection you know that is, I mean, there's rules to dance, but there's also, like, not rules, you know? And I think it's a, a form of connection that can be very, like, free and very, like, simple, 
you know, mm-hmm. without without being too pretentious or like purposeful or yeah. what have you. Yeah, it yeah. always does come off as a pretentious thing. Yeah, yeah. especially ballet. Oh my yeah. god. It, yeah, it's pretentious. I mean, but <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> it's very pretentious, right? Yeah. So you probably dealt with a lot of that when you're growing up, dude. Being in ballet and people like being pretend or being around people who are pretentious because you're in ballet. Wait. Oh, you mean like the people who are in dance yeah, with yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, or yeah. I feel like there might have been a couple people who are like really just like assholes, but <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, like the people that I danced with were like really down to earth, like okay. good people. And I think that speaks to the studio that I danced at oh, okay. and the curation behind it. You know, the artistic director and 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 whatnot. I think mm-hmm. that. She cultivated a space that was not as cutthroat as most dance spaces are. Got it. Yeah. You know what? That seems to be the problem with all like stuck up or arrogant or like just bad people. Is like the people in charge who cultivate the space. The, yeah, exactly. The activity, the, the, the leader of a band, the person who curates an art gallery. It's mm-hmm. like... They're just good people with good intentions. It it seeps into everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, it's just because something comes from money doesn't have to make it inherently bad. Right. Like ballet or opera or tennis or golf. This, the stuff we associate with, like, more money. Yeah. I think it's those people have been perpetuating, like, this this weird stigma about it. But it's like, it doesn't have to. These are really cool things that any everyday people should enjoy. A lot of times it does have to do with, like, money, like, financially. Mm-hmm. Like, what's more expensive? Like, a basketball at a park mm-hmm. or a whole golf club? Yeah, And, yeah. like, being able to afford to go to 18 holes. Right. Clearly, yeah, which sucks, but it's the same with, like, car racing. It's mm-hmm. always people have more money. Things that just you have to buy more stuff to do it. Yeah. But I hate that. It sucks because so many sports are so cool. Yeah. I wish more people had access to them, you know? And, and dance is, like... Is it an expensive thing to do? I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about it. I, I say that up here, ignorance. I know like nothing about dance. Okay, well, yes, it is expensive, it is. Um, especially ballet because point shoes, like you know, being on your toes. That for some people, they have to buy point shoes like every three days. Oh, and point shoes are not cheap. Like they're like hundreds of dollars. Are you serious? They're like. Yeah, I should like, buy myself really, a really pair. Good huh? Just buy it just for fun. <laughs> of course, I'm just going to the mall. Yeah, Damn. no, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, point shoes are ex- very expensive, and and they their shelf life or their life um, while being used is it varies. I was able to um, last for like a month, but like really. Me lasting for a month was really me lasting for like three weeks and then just struggling through Suffering. that last week. Yeah. Um, but and, and so your parents had to spend $100 a month on shoes? I, okay, well, I didn't, um, I think we like changed them out a little bit, but also I didn't, I, when I was on point, it wasn't um, that early into like, oh, okay. yeah, so I, I kind of You like worked had your way less, up. To it? Yeah, Got exactly. It. Okay. I had like not that many years on point. It was probably maybe like four years at most. What do you do before point? Huh? What do you do? Um, what do you, use you just do like demi point, which is like the soft shoes. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, 
That's it. Demi point. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not familiar with this terminology. <laughs> Demi point, point. What else is there that I should learn? Um, I mean, you want to learn some dance terms? I kind of like, do. Okay, so there's like, like the actual movement of dance, or like. You tell me. Okay. I, I, I don't nothing. Well, the- <laughs> I, I move with style. That's all I got. All right. So. All right. <laughs> so there's like plies, and that's like when you're like, it's hmm, a plie is kind of like a squat. In, in a way, mm. but there's like different feet positions that you use, and that's like what determines like first position, second position, third, fourth, and fifth. And it goes, I'm pretty sure it only goes to fifth, it might go to sixth, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's like plies, and that that's just like the bending of the knees, you know. Um, all these terms are French mostly, of course. most of the terms are French, yeah. Um, and so there's relevé when then that's when you're like ri- rising on your calf. So you're like doing calf raises essentially. Um, there's, mm, there's like port de bras, which is like the movement of the arms. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get like first position, like this, like this thing and like this, like first position. Well, that was a good crack. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my shoulder. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I'm okay. um so how uh did you like the movie black swan have you seen it i don't think i saw the full thing um and when it came out i'm i I think i was probably you were pretty young yeah it was like 2010 or 11 okay so i was probably like 12 or 13 something like that yeah but um i'm not a fan of scary movies so i assumed that it would be a scary movie and i didn't really watch the full it's a little terrifying but it's more like a thriller though it's more at your age now i'm sure you would i think you'd enjoy the ballet part of it a lot it's pretty cool the way they made it it's beautiful i saw the ending like i guess of it so i know that it's not (laughs) it's a very like psychological like thing yes but i do want to watch it eventually but i feel like i'm gonna watch it like early in the morning (laughs) i wake up at 6 a.m put on black swan no that's too early like like (laughs) like nine o'clock you know on sunday on the lord's day (laughs) as long as i get it on a sunday i can handle any thriller (laughs) the exorcist i watched last sunday i'm kidding (laughs) That's really, I've never, yeah, I like to watch thrillers at 9 a.m. on Sundays. Yeah, you know. You know just, know, it's got to be sunny out. Exactly. We're having lamb for lunch And I'm afterwards. going to be outside while it's happening outside, in the sun, in the you sun. know, with, with my wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of the earliest I ever drank alcohol. I don't like drinking early. It mm-hmm. makes me like, well, I don't like it. I don't think it's a good idea. But even on vacation, I've never been able to do it before, like, 11 oh really maybe like a bloody mary at like 11 10 30 mm. you know mm-hmm. i can't do it but i, I don't know why because you brought up wine at 9 a.m um it's the lord's blood um <laughs> <laughs> on a sunday yeah that that movie is intense it's really cool yeah i mean that director darren aronofsky makes a lot of good movies mm-hmm. Requiem for a dream mothers uh i don't know a lot of good movies the wrestler i think black swan and that movie made me intrigued by a ballet mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about it but all i've ever heard is just like how like the point shoes like mm-hmm. how hard it can be on the toes mm-hmm. and the ankles you know mm-hmm. but man i'll tell you what people who are in ballet are so fit yeah like some of the yeah. fittest people i've ever seen in my life yeah i mean you're already on a more significantly leaner diet for obvious reasons but then be these these movements these exercises you do mm-hmm. they just build up all the 
muscle strength. Like it's all muscle, mm-hmm. very little fat, and you're just so lean and tough. I don't know. Yeah. It's has that. I think that's why you like to be fit and work out. Like it, it stuck with you. Like dance um, No, it did not stick with it me. It didn't stick with you? I'm, I'm trying to be more active. Like I'm not like bad at it. Like and I don't think that I'm like completely out of shape. Oh, earlier you are like, oh, I like to like work out. I do like to work out. But okay. it just doesn't happen. Oh, <laughs> she- <laughs> oh my God. You should have prefaced that earlier. You're like, yeah, I like to work out. You know. Two hours later. Well, I mean, I, I want to, <laughs> but like, it doesn't really happen. Yeah, no, I'm trying to be more active and I've, I've been more active like recently. Like, so. What you waiting for? Let's go. Um, I it, I honestly just get tired, like that's all, and yeah. then I'm just like I'm trying to like, uh, be more active about not like letting the sleepiness get to me and just like push through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just get tired, and so I'm just like I'm yeah. just gonna sleep in. <laughs> it's the morning thing. I, I like to do the workouts in the morning. Yeah, to get it over. If I tried it at night, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm too tired. Exactly, I can't, I can't do this right. I'm about to fall asleep. Exactly. Too when you wake up. I like to do long walks, like body weight and dumbbell workouts at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Yeah, if you just do it every day. That's all you need. Exactly. That's that's. I'm not trying to like be the next, you know, Serena Williams or whatever. You're not. No, no, no I'm not. A little too late, probably. <laughs> exactly. Actually, according to you, it's not because you could just whip up records at 25. Yikes! Out of nowhere, <laughs> and be like, yeah, I guess I'm amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that, but I am just trying to just be fit in general and, like, you know, do better with... I'm not, like, bad at eating. Like, I eat pretty healthily, but I want to, like, get more into, like, um, foods and and especially when it comes to being more intentional about what I eat uh, for my voice, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you you think the dancing burnt you out on being healthy and you kind of, like, fit in, like, exercising, so you kind of... No. No, you, you no. didn't do that. For I you? when I went to college I was I was doing stuff but also I was like really really busy mm-hmm. when I was in college and mm-hmm. then um outside of it covid happened cuz I literally had like maybe 6 months outside of college before covid happened, you know. So yeah. and then I, you know, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to work out a lot more." And and it didn't happen cuz mm-hmm. I was just in my room, you know. So it was just like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you were able to get done with college yeah. before COVID. I have students. Same. I feel so bad for them. Mm-hmm. Or they spent two years of their life. And like the best part of life, mm-hmm. like 18 to 22. <laughs> and you're stuck inside a dorm or your apartment or your parents' house. Like, oh. Yeah. I feel so bad. Seniors in high school, just having that taken from you. Yeah. I mean, obviously I feel bad for anybody who's been sick or had some serious problems with being sick. Right. Like I, I had COVID and it, to be honest, I'm fortunate, but it was like absolutely nothing to really? me personally. Yeah. It's like I sneezed for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know I had it until a roommate tested positive. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I should probably check it out, right? Mm-hmm. And I did. And I was like, oh, I'm positive, but like I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, but yeah, it's some people passed away from it. A lot of people did. And mm-hmm. so that's terrible. But, you know, you can't help but think of the things, the effects it had on people mentally that are in those ages of certain ages of school, yeah. senior year, prom, these things just completely gone. It's like, I mean, I didn't go to those things, but <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the options taken from those who did mm-hmm. who wanted to, you know, yeah, I don't know. But here we are on the other side of it, kind of like, kind of. I think yeah. we've almost learned to just 
live with it, mm-hmm. maybe be from what I've my personal growth from it has been be healthier, be nicer to each other, treat each other better, take care of yourself, take vitamins, eat cleaner, sleep better, yeah. exercise more. Yeah. If it was only weak for me because I take so much care of myself, then that that shows like how important it is. Maybe that is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably a factor, to be honest. I'm also younger. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean that's all you can do. I mean, we also realize we can't live our lives hiding away in houses. Right. That also technically doesn't help our immune system. It's a weird catch twenty two. You're like stay inside, but like then everyone gets weak. Yeah. Like literally you get weaker. You can't help it. So I don't know. I guess we've just learned to Accept it. Be more aware of your surroundings. If yeah. you are feeling sick, stay home. Like these little things, we probably should have done before. I hope we're learning yeah. to do it. I, I hope that that never like just the being cautious thing. You know, never dies down. No, yeah, like, yeah. Be ca- if you don't feel good at all, just don't go out. Stay yeah. home. Maybe maybe we should invest in more like N95 masks when you do certain things on air. Go to airports and stuff, stuff like that. Like airports are completely open now, <laughs> like completely. Oh, open. they bet. Yeah, and it's just like it's so weird to me because I'm like, I I went um to Florida like a month ago or so, mm-hmm. and I got on the plane and I was just like, wow, there's like nobody. <laughs> Not a mask, yeah. Not a single soul. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have an answer. I'm not a specialist. I'm not a scientist. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a virologist. But I took what every sincere and and important scientist said about health, from vitamins to food, diet, sleep, exercise. And I just did all of it, mm-hmm. and I've been just feeling great ever since. And That's I because I was like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. When there was nothing to do, like the first year, and it's just shut down. I was like, well. I got a house, I got arms, right. I got legs, I got force. I guess I'll just like start doing stuff yeah. all the time. Stay outside in the sun and I don't know. It helped a lot because it's either that or like go in and like stay inside and just lose your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky to have a home to live in with people, you know. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. But I'm glad that for you, an album came out of it. Yeah. Like music came out of it, right? Yeah. Which is kind of beautiful. Yeah, it is. Like take such a terrible thing and turn it into something so great. Yeah. And it's really a great record. Thank you. I love it. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Any vinyl coming out of it? Um, I would like to. Right. It's hard. It's expensive right yeah. now. Time consuming too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it happens. Hopefully. Is there yeah. um anything you want to promote before we, we end uh, this conversation? Um, My show is on July 2nd at Cole's Bar. Um, come through. <laughs> in Logan Square right off Milwaukee. Yes. Um, I'm also, like I said, a graphic designer. So, you know, if you need any designs, Mega Graphics Design LLC is the place to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said Megan Graphics Design? Mega. Mega. Yes. Oh, so close to Megan. Okay. Yeah. Mega Graphics Design LLC. LLC. Got it. So that's like, um, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Follow me on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. I don't know. I mean, so I many, have so a many artists say that. No, not Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? No, everyone's just like I'm done. Facebook, with Facebook. Is, no, Facebook is for family and like right? people, like that I know from you know like no just, no. Just say old people. It's okay. Well, it's okay. You know, but no, some of my friends like <laughs> <laughs> who are older are on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, Facebook is just. It's so different. It's so different. It's weird. It is for family. That's yeah. when I need my family knows. I'm like, hey, this is happening. Right. And then when I want, like, 
the rest of my world to know it's like, hey, it's on Instagram. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what about Twitter? Are you that? You do Twitter? No. Me neither. I, I have, have a one. Twitter. Me too. I don't <laughs> use it. Maybe I Steve a TikTok, but you don't use it. I have an account. I I shut it down because it is addictive to watch the videos. Don't remember the password. So <laughs> you can do the old I forgot my password and email me this I code. tried that and it just you gave so up. I just yeah. it's not an account. That's a anymore. good thing. Yeah. Maybe if you're trying to promote your music. No, no? I'm good. You're like <laughs> <laughs> Instantly. Nah. I'm not like I, I don't know if I'll ever have to get into that. And then that's the thing, like when it comes to like uh being signed or something like that. I don't know if that's something that I really want, but right. I know I've been hearing a lot about artists having to like go viral on TikTok and stuff like that. And that's not important to me. So Yeah. I understand. Uh, yeah. I feel you. I don't really use it either. Yeah. I, I have one just so I can have a DZ Records one, mm-hmm. but I don't I post stuff once in a while. I don't I don't think I even do it right, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like I'm an old man. Like do you tag on the video? In it? Like, how's this? Uh, I need someone to walk me through it. I'll just admit that. Okay. <laughs> um, but anything else you want to promote before we head out, Megan? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that's, that's all. That's it? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's been two hours. Well, Isn't it's that crazy? been two hours. <laughs> Interesting. Went by fast. It did. Um, thank you for coming on and talking to me. Yeah. Putting up with ridiculous questions (laughs) thank you for inviting me i appreciate it of course it was really fun to talk to you and get to meet you likewise all right well take care (laughs) all right thank you (laughs) bye